Hi, everybody. My name is John. That's Dylan. And we're officially Ooh. sick of talking Ooh. about Vince McMahon, everybody. <laughs> My breaking point was probably a couple weeks ago when it just wouldn't stop. But man, am I, am I uh, really calling my own shit on uh, this was a dumb idea, John? Some people said yes. Some people said this will ruin everything. And it's done both. It's torn apart the very fabric of society. This idea was the all-you-can-eat buffet of ideas. On mm. on paper, <laughs> on paper, seems great. Good bag for your buck. We are now. We've now eaten four plates of fries, eggs, lasagna, and Jello, and I want to stop. But we have to keep going to get money, value for money, and I hate it. Yeah, the stuff that I was interested in was legitimately his childhood because I didn't know much about that. I I was interested to know about his gr- his grandfather and uh, more about his father, but um I'm done with that now. Yeah, now we're just talking about well, the couple weeks will be fun because we get to talk about stuff that no one's really treaded on except for being like, "Ugh, you remember the Nexus?" but we get to talk about it in depth. But now it's just like this week we just got to talk about like when Yet again, Vince McMahon, like, hey, someone died. Was that bad? And he was like, in a way. Yeah. But in another way, shut up. It's bad. It's bad that it happened. It's good because that that means that I I win. Wait, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. He killed his uh, wife and son. Is that bad? I crushed a couple ants on the way here. It's a small price to pay for championships, isn't it? Wrestling is also real again. <laughs> I wish he would have been like... <laughs> kayfabe just turned back into kayfabe he's like well you know how else is he gonna try out his moves i just mean this is the year that broke me and what broke it was literally the first paragraph of the research which it's just it was literally i will read out to you and it was the i read it and i had to stop full disclosure i haven't read the research pamphlet for this episode in i skimmed it because i literally was just like i fucking hate this guy i haven't been able to watch wrestling at all this year because it's basically like it's basically like finding out okay i always knew the guy who invented the telephone was probably um probably had some backwards views about black people and then it's finding out like oh no he used to just drive around the town he lived in and then would shit in his hand and then make them eat it out of his hand and then he would laugh and when people asked him why he was doing that he was like well how do you get a boner and then they were like he's probably right like this is what broke me this is the first paragraph of the research in an update to the assy mcgee figure four uh print um yes gary davis of wwe sent us a letter last week just to set the record straight today wwe has not been served with a lawsuit from the creators of the cartoon assy mcgee and it's unaware of such claims it is true that no lawsuit has been filed and we apologize for the error we are told by other sources however that a cease and desist letter was followed by a telephone conversation and that in the end wwe has handled the problem we're talking about a man who runs a billion dollar company and they had to correct uh we didn't get sued by the makers of assy mcgee but we did get a cease and desist but you'll never know because that's weak and i'm officially done with the world and this is also this donald trump angle that we're talking about immediately because 2007 for wrestling feel a lot feels a lot like how uh if you're a wrestling fan feels a lot like how 2020 does as a person where i genuinely until started reading this forgot that donald trump and chris benoit happened in the same year it's so crazy because my idea of the, the Donald Trump storylines are like I, I lived in a house with five other dudes. It was fucking disgusting, and I watched Donald the Donald Trump Rosie O'Donnell thing, 
and none of them liked wrestling, so I just like stopped watching wrestling for a while. Like that was the moment when I was like, "Well, I can't watch this around people who don't already love wrestling because they won't understand that wrestling isn't just this." And then Chris Benoit happened, and I remember talking about it at comedy shows with people. And in my mind, that was like eight years apart, but it was like months apart. Donald Trump came into wrestling, advised Chris Benoit on how to treat women, and then the murders happened. Yeah, it's it's so fucking crazy. It's almost as if like Vince McMahon saw the battle battle of the billionaires, then turned to Chris Benoit and was like, "We need to get people to stop talking about this." Chris Benoit nodded and went, "I'm on it." And Vince McMahon was like, "Very good." There you go. He was like, "Uh." We need to reheat your character, Chris. Ruthless aggression. And then he did that. He's like, I murdered my family, Vince. And he went, ha ha, that'll play well. And then he was like, oh, some people don't understand our art. Ah, yes. Make sure that you leave one alive so I can ruin him, Chris. Oh, I'm so, so, that poor man. <laughs> that poor man. Do, 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 do. So what plays well? It's 2007, the dying days of people actually sitting down and watching television as their go-to entertainment. What plays well in TV? What always has, John? Rosie O'Donnell being beaten up by an actor pretending to be Donald Trump. Everyone knows that. That actor is the trainer who trained Colt Cabana and CM Punk. Is that true? Yeah, that's Ace Steel, buddy. Holy shit. That's his moment? I guarantee that guy... That guy that guy could still make so much money going to Proud Boys rallies right now. Like, that guy could make serious bank. I was Donald Trump uh, on WWE. And let's be totally honest, I know that there are some people listening right here being like, listen, I'm not a Proud Boy, but I've definitely, I definitely know Fab. And I know you're out there. And please welcome to the program. Uh, be aware, by the way, that this, pro- this particular podcast is all Fab. <laughs> yeah, we were sponsored by Semen X. And then we were sponsored quickly by Mountain Dew because we produce so much loads. Do you remember? I remember. I remember that whole thing about Mountain Dew that it's gonna it's gonna kill your cum. I remember that, and that was like a genuine. Like adults were like, "Boo, better cut down on the Mountain Dew." Yeah, and uh, there was a Yahoo Answers where uh, the guy was like, "Did Mountain Dew actually lower your sperm count?" And guy wrote, "Yes." And then it just got a bunch of upvotes, so that was just the answer now to some people. They were like, oh, it does, because Yahoo Answers said yes. Um, the other thing that's important to remember, so it's January 1st. Um, Vince McMahon uh, fires, um, appears, fires Rob Conway Rob and Conway. briefly talks about Donald Trump. Basically, Donald Trump is brought into the Fed because him and Vince are friends. Uh, Vince is in a deal with, um, is because uh, Homecoming happened. Uh, they're back on USA, right? I'm so fucking confused on where we are in terms of that. They are back on USA. They want, obviously, they always want to get the ratings to be better. Um, the Apprentice's ratings, which were amazing. 20 million people watched The Apprentice in season one. By 2006, followed to 9.7. That is, uh, sounds staggering now, but obviously if your ratings are going in half and then they just keep on spiraling you remember that originally donald trump running for president was essentially just just a, a stunt to get the apprentice back on the air because i'm sure we've i'm sure it's quarantine so i don't know if anyone has been listening to as many podcasts about how this is becoming a dystopia as i have but Donald Trump made all his money off The Apprentice. He made his money off The Apprentice. He made his most of his money off The Apprentice and like endorsements from The Apprentice. It basically just capitalizing on being a reality TV star and his status that as the ultimate boss was basically the character. 
and he comes in the WWF as exactly that, the ultimate boss. And you and the scary thing is you see a lot of like how he WWE basically trains him how to speak in front of crowds. And yes, and you and you can really see that because he basically delivers rallies like Vince McMahon delivers promos. Here's a crazy thing that's happening. The people in the arena cheer and everyone else at home goes, wait, what's happening now? And also like Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. And then I literally thought there when they do the contract signing, we're skipping ahead to you, but when they do the contract signing for the hair versus hair match, Umaga's in the ring, Lashley's in the ring, Austin comes out and just calls Donald Trump a pussy, calls Vince McMahon a pussy and leaves. And I was like, if Don't Cold Steve Austin was a third party candidate and had like a couple things that everyone just agreed with, where he just came out and basically went, who gives a shit about abortion? I'm going to fix the economy. How are you going to do that? And then uh, the guys, and then he said, uh, if you want the economy to be fixed, give me a hell yeah. And then everyone would go, hell yeah. And the guy would go, you didn't answer my question. And then someone in the crowd would go, shut the fuck up. And then they'd fucking beat the shit out of him. And then Stone Cold would probably Ross Perot it. You know, he'd get like 30% of the Here's votes. Here's the crazy thing. Something that could hurt Donald Trump's re-election chances right now is if you just showed them a photo of Homag and be like, this is the wrestler he managed. And there was a portion of his fan base that would be like, What? No, he managed uh, Lashley. Oh, pardon me. He, that's even worse than if he managed Lashley. <laughs> no, because Lashley was in the army, so it was not bad. He was an army wrestling champion. And uh, I mean, a lot of this, if you guys remember this era, was Bobby Lashley not being confident on the microphone. And he's literally surrounded by... Umaga does it, Umaga's great at playing his character. He plays the uh, I drink blood Samoan man from 1932 to the hilt. Um, Lashley just sits there and is like, Hi everyone, I'm also in the ring. Donald Trump is obviously a force of nature for whatever you want to say about him. Vince McMahon is fucking amazing. And Stone Cold Steve Austin is fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. So you have two of the best wrestling performers of all time. One guy who's literally the president of the United States. And then Bobby Lashley just wondering when he can stop being on camera. Yeah, he's a. can I go back inside, please? Yeah. Um. When I'm done, can you guys um just let me out? I want to open my own door, but I do want to leave. Yeah, I just... I. <laughs> I'm going to eventually establish confidence, but it'll be in a time when Vince McMahon seems like he's forgotten that I'm a person, so I'll just kind of weirdly appear awkwardly. Um, I was just wondering if I could uh, maybe be here for a bit. I don't know. Yeah. He's just hes just a nervous guy. He's a real... He's in the body of a Chad, but he's totally a, a Dave or whatever the opposite of a Chad is. Anyway... Um, Vince, this is where it gets good, though. Early January, if anyone remembers this... Rosie O'Donnell and Donald Trump had a feud, which boiled down to basically Rosie O'Donnell going, you're a fucking piece of shit, and then Donald Trump saying, you're fat and you got a big head. And that also was very instructive in how he would deal with politics because it was like, oh, she's making all these valid points, and I just said, you got a big face and you're a loser, and everyone was like, I like what he said. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to say, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. This guy, he speaks truth. Yeah, the match with the fake Donald, fake Donald and fake Rosie, by the way, was billed as the brash billionaire versus the not an insult liberal left left leaning lesbian baby <laughs> triple L. It's so fucking crazy. Can you imagine the left leaning lesbian? And then all the Jerry Lawler just made fat jokes. Of course, Jerry Lawler doesn't even consider Rosie O'Donnell the person. He she's the equivalence of a chair. 
an uncomfortable chair to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McMahon called Rosie Fudgy the Whale. Uh, bear in mind, this is all predicated off the fact that uh, Donald Trump was like, oh, the winner of the Miss Universe pageant was found drinking and smoking pot. I'm stripping her of the title. And Rosie O'Donnell was like, you're not the mortal arbiter. You're a guy who runs a fucking beauty pageant. Fuck off. And he went crazy. Well, this is what happened because he's like, he senses that he has a window to get more publicity. And he's nuts. Like... I don't know if you've seen this documentary about it, but Trump would try and plant pot. Like when he was when he first got divorced, um, he called tabloids up. Like he personally called tabloids up and was like, "Hey, he's, uh, Donald Trump's actually on the scene, and he's like got a lot of dates. So like, don't even worry about it." Yeah, yeah. And the person would be like, "Is this Donald Trump?" And he'd be like, "No, no, you are. Why would I? I mean, you call up. Wait a minute." And remember, there's one man in the world that loves this behavior more than anyone, and that's Vince McMahon, who'd be like, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. This is so great. Because to Vince, again, it's the idea of it's that quest at this point. The 2000s is very much, especially the late 2000s, is recognition for his legacy. From about a year before this until now, it's Vince McMahon's weird quest for an appropriate legacy. And 2007, The Battle of the Billionaires is very much that. In that he sees a play, he sees mainstream news. This was a fucking giant news story in 2007. Like it was fucking everywhere. There were jokes constantly about, oh, they're going to be fighting like Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell. And Rosie O'Donnell like continually made the great point. Why was I crazy? I was defending someone for being 20. He isn't a self-made man, much like Vince McMahon, not a self-made man. The one sensitivity that both Vince McMahon and Donald Trump share, which is if you want to hurt them, just bring up the fact that they got help from their family's positions and it will drive them crazy because in their head they're like no one's had it harder than me yeah as people have said i mean vince had it harder than donald trump for sure for I sure mean, vince McMahon, let's not forget was molested in a trailer until he got large enough to fight back. yeah yeah yeah. that's not good that's john i'm gonna go down here on a limb and say that's not fun you know what dylan you're taking a stance and i appreciate it thank you you're letting people know you don't care for that. And you know what? Neither do I. It's a bold stand. It's like, do you remember in, this was the exact era of comedy, but like it was applause bar comedians who would get on stage and be like, I don't care what anyone says. You should never kill a baby. And then people would applaud and he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> that joke didn't work, but I just, uh, no, that was something, that was like a lot of comedians would do. They would just like bomb. And then especially during this era, they'd be like, but you got to give it up for the truth. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. everyone applaud and and then they'd be like, my wife is a spoiled whore. And then everyone would be like, what? And they'd be like, the troops are great. And then applaud again. You know. Yeah, that was Dylan's comedy during that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was the, one of the first people to, I was like, Iraq, Afghanistan? Why don't we invade Portugal? I don't know. <laughs> While we're over there, let's get some hot sauce, all right? And then everyone was confused. And I was like, because I love the troops. And then everyone applauded again. Um all things come to a head when Donald Trump shows up on Raw, drops cash from the ceiling during fan appreciation night, upstaging um, Vince McMahon. The Undertaker won the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble had some people watch it. It was down 59,000 views from the year before. Uh, ECW on Sci-Fi is a thing. By the way, this is do-rag Vince year, by the way. Um and Vince McMahon stacked the dents against the ECW originals, which he called the people that should be building the ring against the new breed, which were a bunch of people that no one remembers being in ECW. Pope, that guy. But they did strip. Sorry. 
I believe the guy that went on to be the Pope in TNA was the leader of the new breed. Yes, Elijah Burke, who one of the handful of people actually like Bobby Lashley, who really found their voice in TNA. But once you're in TNA, you are dead to Vince McMahon and the world. I mean, in a way, Kurt Angle really found his voice in TNA. Like Kurt Angle was awesome in the WWF. Kurt Angle, TNA, Kurt Angle was so much more intense, different. Had that grizzle, like it was just, it showed a freedom that you could give some of these guys that actually would do well. Now, the important thing to remember is it's all building towards the Battle of the Billionaires, baby. Bobby Lashley defeats Hardcore Holly. Why the fuck is Hardcore Holly still a main eventer to retain the ECW title? Vince McMahon added a sip. Again, it's all building towards Battle of the Billionaires. There's also an interesting cycle we've sort of entered into, which is every sort of two WrestleManias. Vince McMahon has to inject himself somehow into the main event picture. It hasn't really happened since WrestleMania 19. We get a nice reprieve for four years of WrestleMania 20. He's not really involved. WrestleMania 21, he's not really involved in the main event picture. WrestleMania 22, he's not really involved in the main event picture. WrestleMania 23, he is all about it. And also remember, it's the 20th anniversary of his crowning biggest moment. 20 years before he's managing Umaga against Bobby Lashley and Donald Trump, he stood in the ring in front of a giant crowd of people, no matter how many you think it was, with his very first employee and welcomed people to WrestleMania. And 20 years later, he's calling Rosie O'Donnell a lefty-leaning lesbian bitch, and then him and Donald Trump are discussing which Russian prostitute is better for asparagus pea drinks. By the way, keep this in mind, Donald Trump is the face in this feud. I know that obviously he is, but he's he's the baby face in this feud. And the other fun part is all the money that fell from the sky was Vince McMahon's money. I remember that as like a tidbit where it was like, that wasn't Donald Trump's money, that was Vince McMahon's money, which is so funny to be like, I'm a brash billionaire and like I'll just spend money, but also you have to fucking provide the money from the ceiling. And Vince says, okay. It's funny because they're both, if you look at them contrastedly, like they're both a lot of how the right, have you ever seen these right wing shirts I shouldn't say right wing because, but like the huge Trump people shirts where Donald Trump's playing the guitar and he's also fucking jacked. It's like they want Donald Trump to be Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon could have, if had he not basically, if Vince McMahon had learned from his mistakes, which he doesn't this year, which is basically we had a steroid trial in the early nineties, um, it was a giant black mark on us. Everyone sees us not only as silly, but also as borderline criminals. And then we tested everyone for two years, and then we stopped. If they would have just kept on testing people and maybe shipped up, Vince, maybe, I mean, this sounds fucked up, but he could have maybe done something in politics. And the other thing he does, which he does this year, is anytime you criticize him, instead of Trump, Trump will get mad, but he'll also like say something like funny. And Vince just gets so mad and goes, what? Shut up. And then when he's faced with a lady who asks him a question, he has no idea what to do because he's like, well, I, well, I can't start fucking her and I can't hit her. Just, I just, I'll just get mad. I'll just put it into a little ball. Yeah, that's a very, yeah, it's this interesting thing of Donald Trump's a better, com- Donald Trump's more human than Vince McMahon. And that's very much cle- seen in the fact that um, um, Vince McMahon his idea of building up a legacy is I'm going to hire my friend from reality TV and then I'm going to have a bald man give me a stone cold stunner, which of course leads to the largest. Is this the biggest buy rate for a WrestleMania? One million 
100,000. We should say this at the at the Rumble in San Antonio, The Undertaker won by eliminating Shawn Michaels. I remember because a uh, very funny comedian Jeff McHenry said, "It looks like my dads are fighting. It looks like my stepdad's fighting my real dad uh, <laughs> over who has to cut who who has to fucking pay for my prom suit." <laughs> and uh, then and yeah, as you mentioned, Bobby Lashley beats Test via countout for the ECW World Championship. Everyone hates ECW right now, and they're about to hate it way fucking more. But Umaga is coming off an amazing match with John Cena. It was last man standing match at the Royal Rumble. If you guys haven't seen that, it was fucking amazing. And also, I'm sure, contributed to Umaga's eventual death because he gets fucking brained in the head with a camera. I would love to know who, by the way, came up with the Umaga character in that build because that's Umaga is the last great monster the WWF has created. Because it was so familiar? Like, this is a weird era because the Boogeyman, Umaga, the Great Kali, these are throwback characters. It's like they don't know what to do anymore because the Ruthless Aggression era didn't really work out. So having a guy who just, like, collects cum and he's a baby face isn't working like oh he's got he tricked him into taking another semen test he's drinking it tommy dreamer the cum taster <laughs> like that didn't work out so they have umaga who i had a lot of fun at the time because he would just yell samoa and then headbutt people which i always so i would just like that's by the way how you know that dylan's had too much to drink is he'll just yell stoville and then just start punching a bartender Oh yeah, we would. Uh, me and my friends, whenever we were, whenever uh, the fucking Stoville boys would hit Toronto, we would just like do something. I don't know. You just light something on fire in the street and start chanting Stoville. Stoville, 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 Stoville. Like you headbutt someone if you're Samoan, I guess, because Samoans are impenetrable to headbutts. Except for the Rock. The Rock has never been impenetrable to headbutts. He's too pretty. I think it's- <laughs> he's too handsome yeah, to his, have anything his bad, skull bad, doesn't bad. have that extra layer of bone that the rest of them have according to gorilla monsoons oh yeah oh god that's so disgusting yeah measure their skulls bobby yeah. measure their skulls bobby you have to remember that's why they do this because they're monsters and i hate them bobby bobby i lost fifty thousand dollars betting that the movies wouldn't start today why'd i bet on that because i have a problem <laughs> welcome everyone to wrestlemania 4 it's grill monsoon here i'm not leaving the broadcast position i bet five hundred thousand dollars that i'd see a whale today against myself i lost the money to me i'm gonna break my own legs <laughs> march 2nd vince mcmahon offered to pay bobby lashley twice as much as donald trump and then lashley declined and then vince bitch slapped him this is again and Vince McMahon, you could tell it's the other interesting thing of wrestling gets really good in other areas when Vince is not paying attention. Vince is clearly paying attention to ECW and the Battle of the Billionaires build because there's a ton of, a ton of really interesting things going on elsewhere in the company storyline wise, and they are not being focused on by Vince McMahon because he's too busy of just like but what's the plan for the thun 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 thun? again? So you see, like it's this interesting juxtaposition always with fucking Vince McMahon. But this creates a bad thing for Vince, which is not a bad thing for Vince, sorry, but a bad thing for wrestling fans, which is obviously this WrestleMania, as you mentioned, uh, just over 70,000 people. Buy rate was 1,100,088. That's up 258,000 from the previous year. And this is the most successful WrestleMania of all time until The Rock comes back. But it's entirely on it's entirely on the strength of Trump's hair getting shaved off, and this turns WrestleMania from 
the culmination of our storylines to the year to what can we put together to get a huge buy rate to basically end a financial year on a high. Yeah, but they've been doing that. They've been flirting with that for a while. We didn't touch on it uh, on the WrestleMania two, 21 year, but yeah. they had Aki Bono come in to do a sumo match because Vince found out there's Japanese people in Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. Like a bunch of stuff. It's just a bunch of odd stuff sort of popping back up. And then Vince, it's, it's the weird thing. It's sort of like explaining science to a child. They gleam one fact from a thing. But it's not the right fact, and it doesn't make any sense, and so you just have to cope with it from the, from here on out. And the Battle of the Billionaires does happen in the middle of the card, so they do that. Because uh, Lashley, obviously, beats Umaga. McMahon has to have his hair shaved, as we all remember. Stone Cold Steve Austin stunners everybody. Like, absolutely everybody in the ring. So fuck you, fucking Bobby Lashley. Suck my fucking dick. Donald Trump gets it, which is crazy is you cannot find the footage of Donald Trump getting stunned by Snow Cold Steve Austin because I'm surprised that more people haven't made those memes. Like if I'm Joe Biden's campaign, you're putting Joe Biden's head on Stone Cold and just doing that and you're you're just getting that ready. Oh, yeah. Like and also Stone Cold is definitely coming to your rally in Texas. Like you're you're paying him whatever you want. But Stone I mean, Cold is MAGA, baby. I don't know. I do. Stone Cold's the kind of guy that'll say I don't discuss politics, and then like we'll ha- like have a weird nickname for Barack Obama, like that gentleman from Chicago. Yeah, I think he's he's. There's no way he's not a guy who ever because everyone likes Stone Cold Steve Austin, and people have largely forgotten about the terribleness he's done. Of course. So there's no way he'd ever weigh in on any issue. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin is a smart businessman. He's just like. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, everyone remembers me as a fun part of their childhood. I'm not gonna then say anything about anything. So obviously, Bobby and uh, this is sorry. Uh, Shawn Michaels loses to John Cena for the WWE title. The Undertaker, in a sign that wrestling is not good right now, wins the WWE. Uh, sorry, the World Heavyweight Title from Bautista. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> but how little do you remember John Cena beating Shawn Michaels in a submission match? I had no idea that that existed. I literally yeah, read that exactly. and I was like, I had to go and check to see if that happened. And once again, um, the winner of the Royal Rumble, The Undertaker, appears in the middle of the card and not last. So they've kind of like, the brand split era ruins that. Where it's like, the winner should always be in the last match. But... No. No, because in the end, the, 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 the 2000s is very much Vince McMahon clinging to the Attitude Era. Vince McMahon can only... Re- Triple H proves that he'll get hurt, and Triple H wasn't a big enough star in the Attitude Era. Vince is the biggest star of the Attitude Era. He's the only one still around. In his mind, he pops the buy rate more than anyone else. He'll be at the top of the card. Yeah, because at Backlash, April 29th, Vinnie Mac gets his heat back because Vince McMahon... Shane McMahon and Umaga beat Bobby Lashley. I, I, by the way, guarantee that this was done because Vince in his head, he's like, I have to have something Trump doesn't have. Trump is not the ECW world champion. I am. I, that was the plan. <laughs> what? Oh, for that was in Vince's head. I he never said it. We've been speaking about this guy every week for almost a fucking year. I'm inside of his fucking terrible head. There was a part of him that genuinely thought that. There's a part he showed that belt to Linda. Bet you Don doesn't have one of these. Yeah, I mean, 
he also, I think, sci-fi was probably complaining about the ratings because by this time they've alienated absolutely every single original ECW fan that was like, hey, maybe I'll give this a shot. And also wrestling fans don't like it. It's a weird thing. to. Oh, and also I was watching the Royal Rumble and they refer to ECW wrestlers as extremists. Yes, they do. They're not superstars. They're extremists. Which they could not do now. Yeah, they could not do that now. Oh, yeah. No, Vince wanted to actually call them infidels. And they got a call from Homeland Security. Please don't do that. <laughs> and the ECW rapists are on the way to the yeah, ring. Yeah, Vince actually briefly, uh, on uh, after a conversation with his friend Donald, wanted to make all the heels called Antifa. And all of the uh, and all of the baby faces would be just called good people. Yeah, yeah. All the baby faces would be called uh, pure. That's right. They were just John Cena talking. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dylan. Sci-fi is pissed off at the ratings because they never got sci-fi content. No one's fucking watching. So Vince McMahon says, you know what? I'm putting Vince McMahon on, ECB, on, TV. on ECW. In a feud. Yeah, and in a feud with Bobby Lashley. So the weird thing is, it's this shitty show that nobody really likes, but Vince McMahon is putting so much behind it because Bobby Lashley, who is their new star because he's feuding with Vince McMahon is on the show. It's a really mixed signal. Yes, what's also interesting is that it's it's gearing up to be another failure. To the point that the reason we have NXT now is because NXT was born out of ECW, so therefore to Vince McMahon ECW was an absolute success because of look at NXT and he has nothing to do with NXT, doesn't like NXT, probably doesn't know where Triple H goes. He's just, I'm glad he's not fucking around now. Vince, I just had some more pro. Shut up! You're young. Shut up. Like, it's just, I hate Vince McMahon so much yeah. and I hate that we did this. I'm, I'm, I'm at the fucking... <laughs> yeah, you're breaking down. That's fine. It's We're not even at the part where Vince McMahon blows himself up and then has to rise from the dead to mourn the actual death of a family. I mean, we'll get there. But this is the drop-off of One Night Stand. I just want to say this, because uh, the, the finality of the feud is Bobby Lashley beats Vince McMahon at ECW One Night Stand in a street fight to get back the ECW title. So the first One Night Stand, obviously was the Raw roster wanted One Night Stand not to happen. That was the storyline. But you got all these amazing matches. You got the Sandman entrance that's one of the best entrances in wrestling history. The next year, you get Rob Van Dam beating John Cena to restart the new ECW. There's some stuff you want to be nitpicky they get wrong, but that part is is great. Rob Van Dam beats John Cena. ECW's He wins the WWE title. ECW's off to a start. The next year, it takes... Uh, place the one I stand does in Jacksonville, Florida, Veterans Memorial Arena. The headline, the last match, obviously, is John Cena beating the Great Cali in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Edge versus Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. Candice Michelle uh, beats Molina in a pudding match. Bobby Lashley versus Vince McMahon. The only ECW match they have on there essentially is the ECW Originals against the New Breed. And like Rob Van Dam beats. Rob Van Dam actually beats Randy Orton in a stretcher match, but they do a concussion angle and Rob Van Dam is no longer in the WWE. Like, this is how badly it's fallen. December to December was obviously the low point last year. I mean, no. The low point was Vince McMahon becoming the world champion. He's holding the same belt legends of the ring have held. Like, Kevin's mm-hmm. Matt. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Kevin Sullivan while he's drunk. Se- Jimmy Snuka. Jimmy Snuka. 
Vince McMahon's personal behavioral I've, hero. I mean, it's it's if anything, it's apt because one of the first champions was a man who murdered someone, and Vince McMahon covered it up. And Vince McMahon, one of the final champions, ends up dip dive duck and dodging a murder. Yes, baby. And then, ladies and gentlemen, so we'll talk about yeah. No, let's 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 first up. Um, let's just quickly discuss Vince McMahon blowing himself up. Then we'll take a break. Oh, that's what I mean. Because I wanted to discuss. Well, maybe we should talk about Vince McMahon blowing himself up and then Benoit immediately afterward. Because the way he pivots is pretty good. Okay, so we take a break now. Then we'll do all of that, and then the rest of this year, and then we'll fucking go back to hating ourselves for doing this. Because it's not like we have. Yeah, then I'll bury myself alive. Yeah. Here's my question before we keep going. What was um um what what who's going to be our first wrestler back when we can go back to the original format of this program? I I, I forget. We said someone dumb, and it was going to be two parts. Guys, we'll create a we'll in this episode when we post it. Uh, I might forget I said this, but just post silly wrestlers you want us to review in January, please. Post silly wrestlers you want us to review in January, and I'll write them all down. And then we'll draw the names out of a hat on the new year. Wonderful. All right, so let's take a break, and then we'll be back with more about Vince McMahon. Oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering, does Dylan use condoms? No, and that's why you need to donate to Patreon, because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie. <laughs> and you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. Welcome back. Dylan fucked up hard, so the first recording with a lot of sick Larry King riffs are gone. Let's first off talk about Dylan got fucking moment he loves, which is watching a man burn in a limo. A couple of things I want to talk about the Vince McMahon blowing himself up angle. One... I think Vince McMahon is the last person on the planet that still thinks a symbol of being rich is just having a white limousine. That is very funny. And the way that they did the whole angle was like everyone, they did a spin on their memorial shows, which to um, keep this in mind, Sh- Sher- no, Sherry Martell dies like a week after this, but Bam Bam Bigelow died earlier that year. So like... That's probably where he got the uh, he got the idea that oh Vince Bam Bam's dead. Which one was he? Oh, he had flames on his head. I want flames on my head. Blow me up. Yeah, exactly. Here's a good idea to uh, really memorialize Bam Bam is uh, kill me. Never mention Bam Bam. Do they never do a memorial for Bam Bam? Ever acknowledge that he anything happened with the Bomb Bomb Biglaw? No, what they do is they rename catering Bam Bam is fat for two weeks and then nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they just call it Tub Tum Town with Bam Bam smells. Like piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all remember Bam Bam. He used to just eat all the grapes. Ha ha, not grapes. He's fat. Anyway, he's dead. Moving on. Sherry Martell. She'll die in a couple weeks. How do I know? I've arranged it. Ha ha, I make jokes that are true. Ha ha. How many people do you think Vince McMahon has actually witnessed choke on their own fluid? I think that he pays a premium to watch that, yes. I guarantee he's he's been in the room to... Let's see. He probably has a fly. He has like a private jet that he rides just specifically to the Russian border just to watch that. Yeah, he. Oh man, he's such a fucked up guy. 
There's the understatement of the fucking century, John. Man, it's been... He's a real malarkey gentleman, this guy who's covered up a murder. But it's one of those guys who people are like, but he did this. So it's like anytime he does something good, people feel the need to mention it. But it's like, if you can specifically point out all the good things he did, like, well, one time he did share his seat with an elderly man. So if you can do that with someone like this, usually they're a piece of fucking dog shit. Yeah. If Vince McMahon stood up at an AA meeting within three paragraphs and he wouldn't even be close to his bottom. Hello? Or no, right? Oh, I'm Vince McMahon. I once made a child eat a bowl of my scabs because it was a boring Wednesday. (laughs) So we got to talk about this. The Vince McMahon uh, blowing up his own limo was essentially it's the next phase of the storyline where he's been embarrassed by Donald Trump. He's been embarrassed by Bobby Lashley. Now he's depressed. He wants to kill himself. They come up with this because why? what are they going up against specifically that they come up with this? The Sopranos. The, the end of The Sopranos. And then they release they release a, a statement to the press saying, uh, hey, The Sopranos isn't the only thing that fucking was, was sick on fucking Monday. Look at we blew up our uh, guy here. What's, well, no, Sopranos aired on a Sunday, Dylan, you fuck. Um, I'm so sorry. Thank you for apologizing. It's really appreciated. Now, the thing is, is then again... Mm-hmm. What happened was Vince McMahon found out about The Sopranos, and then he was like, well, we'll just do that. And they were like, what? No. And then, boom. But in a way, it was like, I remember the feeling around this time was like, they killed off Vince McMahon, and then every nerd wrestling fan was like, well, at least he won't be on fucking TV anymore. Thank fucking God. And then Chris Benoit dies. (laughs) And it's like, I guess Vince McMahon's on TV tons more still. Because this was like, Vince wanted to write himself off and he just wanted to have a who did it, like a who killed Vince McMahon. They basically um, start making shirts called that said, I did it. Uh, and no one likes Vince this Vince McMahon angle because it's one thing to do a fake death on a show where no one's ever died, but people die all the time now. Like people are dying every six months. Um, yes. Also, it, the idea that they made t-shirts that said, I did it, within weeks of Chris Benoit murdering his family? Like, do you understand how fucking yeah, that's good stuff. funny that is? Immediately, the stock, the stock dropped $1.42. That's so much. Yeah, it drops $1.42. Uh, I have no context whatsoever for the meaning of that. Pro Wrestling Incorporated, this is all Christopher Hobson's word, says it's not good. The rumor is that the storyline will be nixed on the three-hour Raw special, even prior to the news breaking about Chris Benoit um, murdering his entire fucking family. Well, yeah, because they nixed that actually before that because Sherry Martel died the previous week. It's so fucking funny that they didn't even consider. It's like, oh, all of your stars that built the foundation that this madness is built on, they're all dying of muscle relaxant related heart attacks. And your way of distracting that is, I know, I will blow myself up on television. Yeah, especially at an age when most people are like, man... I got to stretch before I work out or as I might pull something. These people are like, my heart has exploded because uh, my uh, I got a bit older. Yeah. Hello. My name is a wrestler from the 80s. I died because I tied my shoes with too much aggression because every day for 10 years, I injected steroids into all parts of my body. And now I'm basically just tissue paper with a soul. Here's my question. Is, is the warlord still alive? Of course, the warlord's still alive because he got out of wrestling completely. The Warlord, much like Trish Stratus, much like mostly only female wrestlers, I will say, 
just got the hint. He was like, wait a minute, I'm not allowed to be an absolute fucking juice bag. And what's that guy doing? He's jumping. That is two strikes. The warlord is out of here. I'm going to go to Minnesota and fucking, I don't know, be a real estate agent who's like, aren't I fucking shredded? Yeah. Do you want a deck? Uh, no. Or do you want the deck? That's a funny joke. I'll buy your deck. You're a dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he returned to wrestling in 2003, his most recent appearance being at Shikara as part of the Pieces of Pain, the Barbarian, and uh, with the Barbarian and Ming. Oh, pardon me, as the Faces of Pain. Yeah, I mean, he was the Pieces of Pain. <laughs> he was, um, sorry, there was, uh, oh, fuck, what was that? Who sang Pieces of Me? Yeah, him, Hillary Duff and the Warlord, the Pieces of Pain. The pieces, the pieces, the pieces of pain. It's me, the warlord. I we just hang out together. Nothing, no sex. Pieces of me is an Ashley Simpson song, not a Hillary Duff song. You fuck. Oh, fuck no. Get it right, man. Get it fucking. I'm so sorry. Right, Ashley Simpson is the one that was ruined by lip syncing on Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah, and then she had that thing where she sang at halftime at a college football game and the boos were louder than anything I've ever heard. Where it was just like, back when it was just fine to yell at a chick, you know what I mean? 2006. I'm going to take my whole day out on this teenager. <laughs> yeah, this is, two th- this, is, this is the same time as Chris Benoit killed his family, and it's 100%. I remember all of it. Like, bear in mind, this is still the height of the Iraq War. New Orleans is just a puddle that they haven't rehabbed anything from that hurricane. Um, everyone, like, like American Vice magazine is still just gene reviews and caustic cartoons about people getting coffee. And the number one enemy on the planet, well, Ashley Simpson lip synced on Saturday Night Live and then did a weird dance. And people went fucking crazy. Because this is back when... Um this is pre-financial crisis. Fascism has not uh, rose again. In yeah, the so United Dylan States. was very sad, as we all know. Dylan loves. Yeah, that's why Dylan's known as Dylan Brownshirt God, baby. That's true. I was on. Uh, I was just starting my 4chan presence back in those <laughs> yes. days. Dylan. Dylan is not a proud boy because, as he said many times, I do not advertise my beliefs. I just fulfill them. Mm-hmm. And he stared longingly into a mirror and got a big boner. Like, have you ever seen? I should mention this. I'm looking at a picture of the warlord right now, and he ain't jilled, buddy. He's still jacked. Good for him. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think that you're dead weight on this program, and then you bring something forward like that, and man, does it fucking land. He, uh, Warlord was forced to retire because he had an accident involving a Pizza Hut delivery van. I don't know why it's specific Pizza Hut delivery van, but good for him. Good for him. Fuck Dom. Fucking, he supports Domino's. Domino's probably did it, and he was like, say Pizza Hut did it. Yeah, that's I good. I hate their crust. Deep dish pizzas for fucking pansies. Take me to Florida. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know that I'm tired in a way that can't be described. Who wants to watch me eat <laughs> keto? That's when he invented keto, probably. Anyway, um, Vince McMahon then... Talked Chris Benoit into killing his yeah, family, yeah. <laughs> and Chris okay. Benoit killed his family. It wasn't Kevin Sullivan, although Kevin Sullivan actually pleaded with him, said, why are you doing this? Chris is nuts now. The amount of concussions have left his brain essentially pickled, and Vince was like, it'll be good heat. We need to change the storyline of ECW. Before Lots we get into extreme. your favorite angle, which is Chris Benoit real killing his family, let's just quickly, yeah. wh- what, was, what do you think the end game was for the who killed Vince McMahon storyline? 
Because this, I think, is the first time you can actually point to they did something and they did not have an ending for it. They, they, it gets way crazier later on as we're going to get Vince McMahon's bastard son is coming up next year. Um, a bunch of stuff like that. Like, There's a lot of things now where they do not have an ending for it. But what do you the, what do you think the ending was supposed to be for this this he, this here who killed Vince McMahon? Oh, Rikishi did it, and he go I did it for the Rock. Um, I also this also by the way a possible reason why they went back on the storyline is there was discussion of bringing in Vince McMahon's brother Roderick McMahon to be featured mm-hmm. as the um, the new figurehead of the company briefly and i guarantee when that was proposed vince mcmahon said absolutely not kibosh the storyline and made chris by kill his family so that no one would bring it up again yeah rod mcmahon here's rod mcmahon as the gm of smackdown uh vinny uh you've made a fool out of yourself in the mcmahon name with this uh foolish clown business i'll be in the car till you guys are done with your uh, homosexual activities. Do you know what would have made me so back. happy? If Vince McMahon brings in Roderick McMahon, they don't, um, and the fans just embrace Roderick McMahon no matter what he does or says. Like, I guarantee that would that would have driven Vince McMahon insane. Like, I just want to let everybody know that um, when it comes to, uh, comes to uh, uh, not having enough underpants. I occasionally will wear an adult diaper, not for soiling myself, but just for hygienic reasons, like if it's a muddy day. And then the crowd, muddy day, muddy day, muddy day. <laughs> like, that's my dream, is Roderick McMahon comes into the WWE, and he he gets over faster than Hulk Hogan does. Like, just, and just for doing almost nothing. Oh, fuck me, that would have been great. Yeah, he comes out only, only like, when he dressed like when you forgot to take the garbage out and he's like it just in a house coat and like sweatpants with like a shirt he's never worn outside before because he just doesn't value wrestling whatsoever and he's like uh all right well i don't cheat on my taxes but i do bend the truth and everyone's standing ovation he's like sit down shut up you weirdos uh collect all your receipts right you can get you can write off gas and you can write off you can even write off snacks when you get the gas and then huge and then he leaves and that that's highest ratings they've ever had the uh, thing to remember about uh, the discussion between smooth peanut butter and crunchy peanut butter is that you don't have to pick a side you can just base how how you feel on your personal preference personal preference cha, 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 cha. personal preference cha, 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 cha. yeah he goes and he comes out the next week he's like uh actually crunchy or sa smooth uh, I actually prefer almond butter. And then someone yells, "He's trying to turn heel, but we won't let him." Yeah. And then they almond butter, almond butter. So that's why Chris Benoit killed his family. It was because Rod McMahon would have revolutionized professional wrestling and really bought WCW and brought it back. To yeah, they would have. Rod McMahon, uh, by the way, his idea for um, how they deal with COVID is Rod McMahon would just give a nice talk um for three hours on fridays and mondays instead of doing raw and smackdown they filmed one of them and it actually improved someone's um glaucoma and vince mcmahon had him mm-hmm. had him locked into a trunk <laughs> yeah the the cure for covid is just hearing rod mcmahon read you a children's story that 100 percent cures it immediately but vince will not let it happen uh, chris benoit of course he, he dies john and Vince McMahon does the classic thing where it's like he could just, I mean, I I don't think it would absolve him, but he could say, listen, a lot of wrestlers 
have been having some problems, we are going to, once again, even stricter than before, enforce our wellness policy. We care about our wrestlers. This cannot keep happening. But what does he do? He releases a extremely long statement, essentially saying, one, the authorities stated that all drugs found in the house were illegal prescriptions. Steroids weren't the cause of death. Toxicology tests aren't even completed, so suck me off. The physical findings uh, indicate deliberation, not rage. And WWE strongly suggests that it is entirely wrong for spectators to suggest that steroids had anything to do with these senseless acts. It's so funny to like Vince is like, I will be as buff as I want any fucking time. Uh, can't you just say steroids are bad and we made a mistake? I didn't make a mistake. Chris Benoit made a mistake by not doing enough Again, steroids. and also, by the way, you edited the reading of that statement, which I appreciated because it's fucking grim. But it goes into detail about how it was deliberate and not rage because of how Nancy Benoit was found. Like, it's really fucked up. And they point out that ben- Benoit tested negative, And it's like, so basically your point is we're bad at this? Yeah. You basically, Vincent Man was point. like, um... I'll have you know that our test found nothing. Our test was asking him, are you on steroids? We'll know if you're lying. Well, our test is going, uh, hey, we're going to test you in three weeks, so cycle off. And he was like, okay, I've been dreaming that Eddie comes over. And they're like, whatever, shut up. Yeah, like it's basically, they're, they, but they also didn't talk, like Jim Cornette in between just being a real creep has talked about this. Um, uh, and that is like the, the Ethiopians. Yeah, he just talked about Ethiopians and Chris Benoit didn't laugh at that joke. No, the, the Chris Benoit basically last time Jim Cornette saw him, which was months before the death, he was vacant and not there. His behavior was changing rapidly, according to friends. And Jim Cornette talked about he's like, I've seen a lot of people with really traumatic brain problems. And the thing is, is that like especially wrestlers, they could still wrestle because that muscle memory was so ingrained because of how much rehearsal they had to do with it. And then they get into society and it's little curveballs like tie your shoe, don't kill your wife, that they really struggle to work with. Everything Vince is saying in that statement is basically like, not our fault, disavow, disavow, disavow. And in a classic move, he kind of jumps the gun because it came out so quickly that it's clearly like, well, what the fuck do these people have to hide? And ooh, boy, did they find some things. Yeah, because in his statement, he says steroids didn't have anything to do with it. And then he does an interview on the Today Show, and he goes, I never said steroids didn't have anything to do with it. And then Meredith Vieira just keeps going, I'm reading from your statement. And then Vince just goes, uh, well, you know, uh, but here's the thing about you. You're a woman, so can uh, might as well be interviewed by a fridge, essentially, so I'm not going to answer any of your questions. I understand that I've written a statement. I have two questions. God damn it for you, little lady. One, are you concerned about bears finding their way to the studio because that glass is not thick enough to hide the smell of your <laughs> menstruation from them? <laughs> two, where is that Fat black chap Al Roker. I want to hire him to be my world champion. <laughs> I want to make him Shelton Benjamin's manager immediately. Al, you'll be playing Shelton's mum. It's funny. Ha ha ha. You're not a person. What's funny, by the way, is uh, when Vince McMahon was walking through the halls of the Today Show, he just kept showing, he just, he kept demanding mini DVD players be set up so he could show Al Roker the footage of him using the N-word. Yeah, 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 and then he was like, uh, Al, excuse me, me and Matt Lauer have some stuff to discuss, such as pickup tips. La- Lauer, here's the trick. Do what you like to them, but just make sure your wife takes them for lunch afterwards, and they'll sign whatever you fucking want. 
<laughs> There's a CV- CNN interview where it's very funny because it's like, this man's done his research where Vince McMahon is a full football field away from him and Linda's there. And it's just Linda making weird eye contact with the guy while Vince answers the question very slowly. And I'm sure, like, if they pan the camera down, every time Vince says something wrong, Linda is just squeezing one of his nuts so hard. That's not how we talk, Vince. That's not how we talk. Yeah. No, Vince. Vince. No. No. No, Vince. No, don't take it. Don't don't show him your open, gaping asshole. Don't do that, Vince. No, Vince. <laughs> Listen, just because your penis is bigger than theirs doesn't mean you're right. Yeah, Vince. Vince, stop, stop trying to, stop trying to sneeze in that man's mouth, Vince. Vince, no, no, Vince. So Jerry McDivitt is on the case, and he uh, charges the U.S. government with murdering Chris Benoit's family, and he says that Chris Benoit wasn't even ever a real person, and somehow he wins because he's Jerry McDivitt. <laughs> Jerry McDivitt could get the Nazis off of the Holocaust. He'd be like, "There's a bunch of records, but let me ask you this: Are they bad? Yes. Hmm. That's subjective." case dismissed you're not the judge no i am now ladies and gentlemen my name is jerry mcdivitt i'm wearing a bolo tie and i am here to defend one alfonso no longer adolf that was his not his given name that was given to him by the fake media hitler's uh treatment of what they call themselves the jews now ladies and gentlemen as a lawyer i need to remind you we only know about the holocaust because the victims have told us about it and the victims don't like this man it's a smear campaign jerry mcdivitt jesus christ that does sound like something he might actually ladies and gentlemen yeah jerry mcdivitt was known for i guarantee jerry mcdivitt in during like contract negotiations with wrestlers just walks in and his first like it's his first offer is fine final offer i kill your kids and then just shows them a photo of chris benoit and he's like he wanted 10 percent more of his merch uh what's the other so they move from vince mcmahon is not dead so fine okay chris benoit one of the worst tragedies blah 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 i guess we can't do our fun angle what's the next who is it angle that they immediately go into yeah they immediately go into vince mcmahon has a son and he's a wwe superstar it's so fucking good it was supposed to be kennedy there were this was the plan all along it was supposed to be kennedy kennedy is caught up in the giant dragnet of okay we need to address some of these people definitely are back on the juice and he is fucking because what happens well what's funny is randy orton also on steroids randy orton it's like can you just not shit on people for a couple of weeks he's like I don't agree to that. They're like, you got Moxie kid and we like that. Ken Kennedy was like, I mean, this seems a bit hypocritical. Get the fuck out using those big words. No, 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 no. He, no, here's why. Cause he went on CNN and he said, I have never done steroids. Mark my words. Uh, no one else is on steroids is one bad apple. He does not represent the WWE locker room. And then he got immediately caught for steroids. It's really good. On CNN looks right into the camera. Very aggressively. In, honestly, a way that Vince McMahon for sure wanted him to do, he was like, I'll just vehemently deny it, whatever. Gets caught by steroids by the WWE system, which is essentially, just please stop doing steroids. And he was like, I can't make that deal, Kennedy. Yeah, I just want to let you know that I'm a bad guy, Kennedy. I just want to let you know that I'm not sad they're dead, Kennedy. I just paid $6 to buy some pornography where everyone is sad, Kennedy. 
let me ask you this question before I buy this DVD I found in the garbage, sir. Can I have a pint of your blood if it has a bunch of diseases in it? Because I want to be sick soon, Kennedy. Kennedy! Vince and the coach, are keep they keep on surfing for his illegitimate son. Also, we should say this. Um, they start pushing CM Punk really hard during this period. And it's not because people like him, because they did, and then they basically had CM Punk lose to a bunch of people. It's because Vince then learned what straight edge was because they were like, oh, we have a guy in this fucking company who doesn't do steroids and advertises it. So Vince McMahon, or sorry, CM Punk gets interviewed on every single news program they possibly fucking yeah it's a very interesting thing that cm punk in the later half of his career and not to say that i didn't love cm punk at the time i thought i still think that he got Mm -hmm. fucked over hugely what i do enjoy though is he does not acknowledge that this definitely contributed to his star power because they definitely had to shift focus to him similar to bret hart bret hart has the bret hart has the steroid trial to thank for his, his wwf title reign he was not tra- CM Punk was treated way worse than Brett was, and he has a point in terms of how he was treated and acknowledged. But still, it's just like yiper diapers, big lie lipers. Yeah, man, it's, it's it's certainly a weird thing. They have eleven people. They get uh, reported of wellness violations, and this is the thing about why wrestling is so lucky that there is no core of wrestling journalists that are taken seriously by mainstream media, or that the mainstream media doesn't at all cover wrestling. What really? They have 11 violations. Uh, they punish everybody except for Randy Orton because he's in an important storyline. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Like, the, the, as soon as they don't punish somebody and the media doesn't pay attention to it, which, of course, why would they pay attention to professional wrestling? But this is the kind of things that happen, is if you're not culpable, then you're going to keep on doing fucking shit. It also really, they create a bit of a fucking monster... Uh, in Randy Orton, because boy, oh boy, does his behavior not get any better after this. Yeah, Randy Orton's never really punished for anything, but he is, I guarantee Vince kind of respects him because he's like an old school wrestler where he's like, yeah, you're going to do a bunch of stuff wrong. And sometimes you sexually harass people. That's like they do in Memphis. Cool. Oh, Randy's really cool. He's just committing a bunch of mail fraud for kicks. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Randy just occasionally just calls in uh, school shootings uh, to school shooting uh, drills into schools because he likes to see when kids are crying. Yeah, he goes, uh, hey, there's a school shooting, and then everyone goes nuts, and he calls back five minutes later, and then he goes, I jacked off in your toilet yesterday, and then he hangs up. Yeah. That was my school shooting. Ha, ha, ha. I hear voices in my cum. Yeah, exactly. I hear voices in my head. They tell me to jack off in the urinal. I nutted there. I hear jerking in my head, and it is me. I'm always jacking off. I am a bad guy. There you go. So Vince McMahon, his son turns out to be Hornswoggle, obviously, as you know. Now, again, this has been brought up on the program before. Let's bring it up again. They had to figure out a way because they inadvertently made it so that Sandman could have also been Vince McMahon's inadvertent son. And Sandman just, they didn't put in a cue that Sandman would remember to get out of the ring. So Sandman stayed in the ring until the very end and they had to figure out a way for him to get out of the ring. Because it was looking like it was his illegitimate son was going to be who? Uh, it was going to be Sandman or Triple H, and it was not on purpose for the Sandman to be in the ring. It was a big fucking deal. And then at the very end, boom, hornswoggle, baby. I'm sure only after many arguments where Vince pounding on the table going, Triple H is my son. 
Stephanie's my daughter, brother, sister, fuck time. Yum, 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 yum. And then everyone was like, no. And he was like, yum, 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 yum. And he's crying. Yeah, Vince McMahon just kept, he just kept screaming, we're like the Lannisters. Not, and, and no one had read those books, so they didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, he'd only ever seen The Dark Knight and read Game of Thrones. That informed who he is as a person. Yeah, he read Game of Thrones because he uh, someone told him that they, quote unquote, have his dream wedding in one of the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, I really like how the TV show started, but it should have ended with them just like success, the brother and sister successfully fucking for like the whole rest of the show. That's so fucking fun. Yeah, he's just like, Vince McMahon's event. So fucking hot. Vince McMahon wants to be remembered as one of the great promoters, businessmen of America, slash also the only man that got away with making his daughter fuck her brother. <laughs> but this is the key thing to Vince McMahon. This is the key thing to Vince McMahon during the pandemic. We're talking about this 13 years later, is that Vince McMahon just doesn't stop, which is, oh my God, what are we going to do next week? Chris Benoit just killed his whole family. Some matches. Hey, um, everyone's really worried and shutting everything down because they think they get COVID. Okay, we'll just do a full batch of shows. And that, like, during a global pandemic, Vince McMahon never stopped having six to seven hours of television per week. And immediately after, one of his employees murdered his whole family and then hung himself, incorporating one of the moves that he used to become one of the stars of said company into the murder just came back the next week just kept on the truck going do you know what i mean like never gave people a chance to really focus on it because oh well um benoit's dead well now we're trying to figure out who my son is just keep this shit moving obviously he will but like he vince mcmahon is the ultimate capitalist he just will just keep on going unless you make him stop and no one's ever made him stop yet. No one's made him stop. He never stops to look side to side or anything. He just keeps on going forward for better or worse. Yeah, it's an amazing point you're making. Yeah, and nothing nothing has stopped him. Nothing will stop him. Death. Nothing will stop him. Death will not stop him. Death, death is too much of a poontang to fucking stop Vince McMahon from, I'm assuming having his animated corpse pin the alive corpse of Eric Bischoff the next week on Raw. I mean, I do wonder if Vince, what the succession plan is for Vince McMahon's death. Like, I assume that, like, he, there, he is, he is, like, he has hired an assassin, and if a meeting isn't held because of his funeral, like, all of his grandchildren are killed. <laughs> oh, he, like, roll old Roman emperors, where he just starts having... He just has Stephanie and Triple H's kids killed because they are his successors and he's never going to die. Yeah, like he's the the reason why Shane left the WWF for a while is because um, he faked his death and then they covered that up. <laughs> Vince realized he was in his 60s and getting old. So he, he tried to kill me for 10 years. SummerSlam. We're backtracking here. August 26th. SummerSlam takes place. It's down. The buy rate, which is fucking YOLO still, uh, half a million forty-one is down a hundred and nine thousand from the previous year. Uh, so more, it is- uh, more like. Hang on, Dylan. Though, Dylan, wait though. It's more like guy. It's more like guy rate because there were a lot of guys on the roster Ooh, at the time. <laughs> there was. Yeah, stand-up comedy might be dead because of the lockdown, but comedy still lives here on the wrestling review. Everybody, yeah, Dylan got more like Dylan Snot because he picks his nose. Go ahead. Ooh, the nose picker. We're out of characters. Oh, the nose picker, and I'm John. I'm John Reasonable Opinion Hastings. I think the shoes have to be comfortable, but they need to look good as well. It's this exact thing, though. Like, Trump 
and Vince wrestle, but no, after that, everyone just stops watching again, and you're left with just sad Cheeto men who are like, my blood red, Vince should be on the show less, and then I'm one of the Cheeto men, by the way. Yeah, yeah, not me. I think the entire show should be just Vince McMahon telling me how he got away with his crimes. <laughs> and then... uh Randy Orton getting pushed because he did, did steroids. Yeah, Randy Orton's ama- Randy Orton's got the best push, the best career of anyone in the fucking biz. In that, like Jesus fucking Christ, that guy goes from being the worst person to being the worst person, and people are still like, "It's cool that he's there, though." He just still is there, and he's and he's great now, and he's always been great. But he's just and he's the exact same thing as like Vince McMahon, oddly, where it's like. Hey, Randy Orton just, uh, he did a bunch of crank and he got cut up holding a 7-Eleven. He's like, mm, sounds like an intercontinental champion to me. Yeah. And he just wins <laughs> next week. Yeah. Yeah, but did he get caught? Well, like, not in a way. Maybe? I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha <laughs> What a maneuver. McMahon hates Hornswoggle. Hates that is his son. Yeah, of course he does. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you not appreciate that? No, I'd be fucking pumped if Hornswoggle was my son. This guy wants to drink beers backslash all the time. Randy Orton, the greatest wrestler in the world, won the WWF title at Survivor Series. Buy rate was 383000 down seven, only 17000 from the previous year. Batista um, beat The Undertaker to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And SmackDown... Oh, sorry. That was the final match. Of course, Hornswoggle McMahon beats Carlito. They really hate Carlito. Fit Finley is paired with um <laughs> with Hornswoggle during this period. And I'm just remembering that this is when Vince McMahon shows another side of him, which is he keeps calling himself he's like, I'm black Irish, which is fucking awesome, and you're white Irish. Go fuck yourself, Hornswoggle. And just explaining why he thinks he's shitty. Which everyone just thinks he was like everyone, um, Everyone obviously jumped to the conclusion he's ashamed of him because he's a little person, but Vince was like, no, 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 I'm ashamed of him for actually a way more regressive reason than that. <laughs> he's a dirty fucking Catholic. Yeah. I'm a fucking Protest. I'm a fucking proddy, mate. Up the fucking Ulster. Fuck this fucking IRA goon. Yeah, exactly. That's what he was going to do. He was going to have him sacrificed. And then it was going to be revealed that the IRA killed Vince McMahon. Oh my God. That would have been awesome. That would have been it, and then Fit Finley did it, and then they backtrack, oh my god, Hornswoggle's the son, and then Hornswoggle's new gimmick, exploding ring deathmatch Hornswoggle. Oh, that'd be fucking IRA great. IRA deathmatch. Oh, that'd be so fucking good. Just Jerry Adams has to show up. I just want to let everyone know that I'm not actually in the IRA, but I am not a friend of Mr. Vince McMahon in any way. I just want to let you know. <laughs> All right, now I just want to let you know. Yes, sure. I, I, sure. There's most of the pieces of paper in my house throughout the 80s just had lists of people that were eventually killed, but that doesn't mean that I was in the IRA. It's very important to remember I was not in the IRA. So they do a storyline where, like, basically everyone's embarrassing Vince now. Stephanie is, Shane is, Triple H is, and uh, this is another one of. The, I don't know when that was. But I really hope this was the year that Vince just kept on pitching the idea of stephanie and him fucking all right uh, vince it's me jerry adams and i just want to let you know that i have no i have nothing to do with the ira but my brother did get arrested for being a fucking pedophile and you know what i think that might make a good storyline for your company ah jerry good fucking idea i'm gonna get my daughter on the phone and make her cry 
hey, I've got a great idea. How about I fuck Stephanie middle of the ring? It's a no-holes-barred match. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't that funny? But I want everyone here to look me in the eyes and know that I am sexually attracted to my own daughter. I hate Vince McMahon more with each passing day. I hate the year 2007 so much. Nothing good happened. I, li- I really like it. It had everything that w- you like. All right, so it starts out. Um, the best thing about this year, I'm just going to launch into it, is uh, that Hornswoggle uh, was his son. Yeah, I think that was cute. That and fun. then the worst That's thing probably is the murders. That's pretty fun. I wish we should track how many times in these episodes that the worst thing is the murders because it's been quite a bit. It's a running theme is that the worst thing is the murders and the best thing is like, well, the manager was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the best thing is a memory of our own lives that happened in this year. And the worst thing is another senseless life s- snuffed out by a monster. And this year was five. Sherry Martell, Bam Bam Bigelow, and of course the Benoit family in its entirety. Yeah, but only two of those lives were important in the Benoit family. I understand that he was friends to a lot of people that have gone on to say all lives matter on Twitter. But uh, the thing, yeah, again, it's the greatest. Dylan got great man, great at making points. Chris Jericho is getting a free pass for being really creepy just because everyone's like, yeah, but he's sick on fucking AAW Dynamite. And I completely agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Who is the, who is like, there's a fucking actor like that too. But um, Tarantino was like that for a while, but now he's kind of the, had to pay the piper. But yeah, Chris Jericho during the, just the heat of the coronavirus also did not want to cancel his cruise. He was like, we're still doing the fucking cruise. Yeah, of course. We're still doing the fucking wrestling cruise. All lives matter. Uh, whatever negative thing about George Floyd that's couched with, hey, man, everyone's got their own opinion. Anyway, something, something, something horrible. All lives matter. I'm doing a cruise. There's no masks. And, and instead of a ticket, I just stick my hand down your throat and I have a cough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the ticket is I full make out with you. Yeah, the ticket is that I uh, bleed into your mouth, just free bleed. So anyway, I've I've on purpose been licking public transit things for the last like fucking week. So that's the ticket. It's free if you let me bleed into you because I just want to see the world burn. Yeah. And that's why Chris Jericho probably gets along with Vince McMahon really well. It's the weird thing where it's like, I don't, he's not, he's not, honestly, he's not the biggest. Like I'd like a guy like Triple H more. But what I do like is that he wants people to die slow. So that's why I like Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great point. This is in the fucking 2000 and fucking seven. We're going to be back next week. Are we combining for the first time next week? I think it's 2008 and 2009 next week. Oh, Let me yeah. confirm this right now by going on to Pornhub.com. <laughs> yeah, more like 2008, 2005, baby. Ooh, 2008. Uh, he hated it because Barack Obama is elected president. And 2009 was fine because, um, I don't know, man, they found a bunch of bodies in a ditch or whatever he likes. So 2008 and 2009 is next week. We'll break up the monotony a bit by having WWE Studios and the reality TV um, shows such as Total Divas. <laughs> All the Marine movies is going to be very good. And my personal favorite that everyone forgets about when for, I think, what movie was it? It had Halle Berry in it. And they got an Oscar-nominated director, but like they were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna legitimize legitimize WWE films. We're gonna try and win an Oscar." And it did not fucking work at all, did it? Nothing has worked with WWE Studios except for the Page movie, which I guarantee Vince McMahon does not want to ever acknowledge because he's just like, "No, no, 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 no." 
the uh, Rock is just picking up things that he did bad and doing it great. Yeah, and again, Vince McMahon is like he, but he, I guarantee, he's like, but that was my idea because the Rock is my idea. Every idea, the Rock's kids are my kids. His wife is my wife. I'm the one who made High Chief Peter Maivia attracted to women, so The Rock is my kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the one. I told him to be attracted to women. I didn't let my dad chemically castrate Rocky Johnson. The Rock is my kid. Yeah, exactly. Thanks very much for listening, you fucking garbage pieces of shit. I'm kidding. Don't stop it. Stop. I'm blushing. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, as usual, I have a big announcement that I'm going to end the show on. What's your big announcement? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, because of the coronavirus, I am going on Twitch, baby. So you can follow me on Twitch. Yes. Twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy. Um, we're going to start um, doing it potentially the week you're hearing this. Please follow all social media. It'll be posted on the rest of reviews, uh, social media, as well as my own personal social social media um we're gonna do a bunch of really dumb stuff i think the first thing we're gonna be doing is a truck simulator in grand theft auto 5 so come and look out for that what a fucking time baby uh fucking follow us on twitter and instagram at wrestler review follow us on our patreon our little bitty patreon that's at wrestler review as well oh sorry that's patreon.com backslash wrestler review patreon.com backslash wrestler review we'll be updating with some yet to be announced vince mcmahon interviews from this era where he dip dives ducks and dodges questions about chris benoit i really want to find a longer version of the cnn interview so i can see how many times he's just uh gets cut off by linda when he's like well you know chris benoit he had some problems but i think in the end it turned out he did the right thing and then she just cuts him off or something i really want to find those but that's it thanks very much for listening guys uh we have our Dilo brown episode up on our patreon so that's two episodes a month for just five dollars and for just twenty dollars a month you can see a picture of my hairy hairy box my unshaved clam so tune in for that too yeah it's true thank you very much for listening guys we love you thanks so much bye bye